Um, let's see here. It's uh, 3, is it 3 March? It is 3 March. It's 3 March. It's a Sunday, and uh, I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. It's just a swipe to the right. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, we got some news from Israel, but before I get into that, I'd like to uh, send a thank you to everybody that has been praying for my wife. Uh, she uh, had her breast cancer surgery about a week and a half ago, and she finally woke up yesterday. She slept a lot. She slept a lot. But um, she, uh, she, they got it all. They got the biopsy back, uh, as a matter of fact, right at her birthday. So now uh, the 29th is her birthday. So that means she is now 18 years old. And after 39 years of marriage, I have a legally aged wife. So I feel good about that. But um, she, uh, she got her biopsy back and everything is clear. So we're very, very thankful for that. But I'm so appreciative. She came in and she was like a rock star. Everybody was just so glad to see her. But uh, I'm so appreciative of everybody that helped out with that. Uh, people have provided meals and because she hasn't had to cook and she couldn't have. She just would be like awake and then just fall asleep right there in front of you. So um, she's really picked up. And so today she's back at church and we're thankful for that. So thank all of you. Um, got some news from Israel from DNYUZ. Blinken says new West Bank Israeli settlements are illegal, reversing a Trump policy. Remember when Trump did this? He uh, said these are illegal. They can build. They even named a entire area for Trump over there. And that probably upset the left. And so they're doing this vindictively, I'm sure. Uh, Secretary of State Blinken said that the American government now considers new Israeli settlements and Palestinian territories to be inconsistent with international law reversing a policy set under the Trump administration and returning to a decades-long U.S. position. Blinken spoke after Israel's finance minister, Bezalel Smotrich, made an announcement indicating thousands of new residences would be added to settlements. Blinken said he was disappointed at the announcement. It's been long-standing U.S. policy under Republican and Democrat admins alike that new settlements are counterproductive to reaching enduring peace. They're inconsistent with international law. Our admin maintains firm opposition to settlement expansion, and in our judgment, this only weakens. It doesn't strengthen Israel's security. Uh, Israel disagrees with that, and the previous administration, which actually knows what it's doing, disagreed with that. In Washington, John Kirby, a White House spokesman, reiterated that stance in comments to reporters. This is a position that has been consistent over a range of, once again, Republican and Democrat admins. If there's an admin that's being inconsistent, it was the previous one. State Department officials declined to say what actions, if any, the U.S. might take to hold Israeli settlers or the government legally accountable for the building of new settlements. So just typical nonsense from the current administration. From the Times of Israel, U.S. House Speaker slams Biden admin for restoring policy against Israeli settlements. Speaker Johnson blasted the Biden admin's decision to restore a longstanding policy that considers settlements inconsistent with international law after it had been altered by the previous admin. He said the Jewish People have a historic and legal right to live in the land of Israel, including in Judea and Samaria. 
the biblical heartland. It is an absolute disgrace the Biden admin would issue this decision, especially as Israel fights terrorists on multiple fronts that seek Israel's destruction and as more than 130 hostages remain in Gaza. The Biden admin must stop undermining Israel and facilitating efforts to delegitimize Israel. It is misguided and unconscionable. From the Jerusalem Post, IDF captures terrorists hiding among Gaza civilians fleeing combat zone. The IDF captured terrorists attempting to hide behind civilians as they carried out targeted raids and airstrikes across Gaza. From the Times of Israel, IDF says it uncovered major Gaza tunnel passing under hospital and university. Both are war crimes. Troops of the elite Yahalom Combat Engineering Unit, the Nahal Infantry Brigade, and other forces under the 162nd Division recently raided the underground passages before they were demolished. The Army said, The IDF said the tunnel network, more than six miles long, passed under Turkish-Palestinian Friendship Hospital. Turkish Hospital, they knew what was going on. They were allowing that. Turkey, Turkey, and a nearby university, and reached as far as the Zaytun neighborhood of Gaza City. According to the IDF, the tunnel was used by Hamas's Gaza City and Central Camp's brigades to move operatives between the areas. All war crimes, all of it. Not a word about Turkey's involvement in that. Not a word. Times of Israel. British rapper Wiley stripped of royal honors over anti-Semitism. Wiley, known as the godfather of grime. This is why you don't appoint people with names like that to high positions. Was appointed to a member of the Order of the British Empire for his services to music in 2017. And that has now been taken away. I would never nominate anybody named the godfather of grime to even clean a toilet. I mean, it just you want the toilet to be clean when it's done, you know, not grimy. Uh, from Breitbart, armed civilian shoots terrorist, saves lives in terror attack near Jerusalem. They're finally learning in Israel that the civilian population needs to carry guns, and it's working out. Got some news from Christianity from the Christian Post. Christians warn against German bill that aims to crack down on pro-life prayers. This failed in the UK, and now they're trying it in Germany. Concerns over a proposed bill that aims to establish censorship zones around abortion facilities, potentially penalizing pro-life prayers and offers of help with fines of up to 5,000 euros or 6,300 U.S. dollars. The bill, criticized for its vague language and questionable necessity, seeks to prevent actions the government deems confusing or disturbing within 100 meters of such facilities. In America, we've got people that are going to prison right now for years, maybe as much as 40 years, for simply protesting outside of abortion facilities. We've got BLM burning down cities and nothing was done. Just let them go. So you can see that these people are insane. The bill is ambiguous and lacks evidence supporting the need for this legislation. Pointing out the government's admission of lacking concrete data on incidents near abortion facilities. The right to peacefully pray is protected by international and national law. No matter one's opinion on abortion, everyone suffers when we start to censor the right to speak freely, pray, or engage in consensual conversations. I mean, this nonsense in the UK, they've had people standing outside of abortion clinics and simply putting their head down. That's all they do. And they're praying, but nobody knows it. They've just got their head down and they get arrested and go to jail. This is the kind of thing that Germany now wants to do. The federal government wants to ban something, but doesn't know what or why. 
let's make a law and then find enemies. That's exactly what they're doing. Uh, this law doesn't ban confusion. It creates more of it, both for citizens trying to understand the law and police officers who will have to enforce any vague new prohibitions. Typical Democrat stuff right there. That's what you'll find all over the world. Newsmax, FRC report, attacks on U.S. churches have doubled. Acts of hostility against U.S. churches more than doubled in 2023, highlighting a trend that has accelerated in six years. FRC documented at least 436 acts of hostility in 48 states and the District of Columbia from January to November of last year, dwarfing the less than 200 incidents that took place in 2022. There's a common connection between the growing religious persecution abroad and the rapidly increasing hostility towards churches here at home. Our government's policies, the indifference abroad to the fundamental freedom of religion, is rivaled only by the increasing antagonism toward the moral absolutes taught by Bible-believing Christians here in the United States, which is fomenting this environment of hostility toward churches. California had the most incidents in 2023 with 33. Texas was next with 28. Hawaii and Wyoming had none. From Politico, Florida moves to join other states opening schools to chaplains. I think this is a terrible idea. I said this, uh, they tried this, a couple other states have the same legislation, and I explained why I thought it was a bad idea, and I'll explain that in a minute. Let me, let me first read you the article. Florida is on the verge of becoming the latest state to embrace chaplains on school campuses as similar proposals gain momentum across the country. Initially proposed in Texas, several conservative-leaning states, including Florida, Oklahoma, and Kansas, this year are turning to chaplains seeking a potential alternative to mental health counselors for students. Critics, however, have hammered the legislation for lacking clear qualifications and standards for prospective chaplains, leading to fears of possible proselytizing at public schools. They're afraid of people telling about Jesus. They're, I got a fear. There are a number of families and parents who would like their children to have options to speak to others and counsel and provide guidance. Maybe it's not a traditional mental health counselor that they need, but really just another trusted adult. Florida's legislation would clear a path for local school districts and charter schools, if they choose, to permit chaplains to provide support, services, and programs to students. The bill spells out that a chaplain participating in a school program must pass a background check, but doesn't otherwise require any certifications. Why do I think this is a bad idea? I explained it to you once before. I'll read you an article that came out a day later from the post-millennial. Florida bill would allow satanic temple chaplains in schools. Once you have a chaplain, you can't say, you can't do this. Muslims will come in there and they'll say, we want an Islamic chaplain. And they can't say no. Once they have one, they have them all. That's why we have Youth for Christ in schools. Let them do the job. You start allowing the public to say that we're going to do this, and all of a sudden it becomes freedom of speech. You must provide equal access to all religions. So that's my thing on that. Jerusalem Post, Christian media adopt biblical Judea and Samaria over West Bank. Good. The president and CEO of the National Religious Broadcasters, Troy Miller, has endorsed a resolution opposing using the term West Bank and adopting Judea and Samaria instead, because that's what they are. Got some news from the Mideast and Africa. I got one article from there. It's a long one. Breitbart. 
The Islamists are in charge in Britain now, laments Braverman in wake of Gaza vote shambles. Britain's institutions are being bullied into submission by Islamists, the extremists, and the anti-Semites, while politicians hide behind the lie of a successful multicultural society. Britain's former Home Secretary Suella Braverman writes in the wake of a miniature constitutional crisis in Britain's Parliament this week, which was last week, the end of last week. The Speaker of Britain's House of Commons broke with the convention this week to change the normal business of the House to, he claims, reduce the risk of its members and servants being murdered by terrorists. This is what you do when you let the snake into your home. While an ostensibly laudable notion, the admission that the business of a Western democracy is being steered by threats of radical extremists from without has triggered alarmed responses from several political figures, not least among them uh, former Home Secretary Braverman, who has been one of the more forthright voices on migration and security in recent years before she was unceremoniously removed from post by her more progressively minded master. Serving her take on the week's events, in which the Speaker said he acted because he wanted to avoid another member of Parliament being murdered by a terrorist, or another terror attack on the Parliament itself, Braverman said the problem of anti-Semitism and Islamism in Britain had been ignored and allowed to fester to disastrous effect. Now, she remarked, those issues had grown sufficiently strong that we see their influence in our judiciary, our legal profession, and our universities. The truth is that the Islamists, the extremists, and the anti-Semites are in charge now. Politics, institutions, and the country itself is being bullied by Islamists, she said. And politicians remain too afraid of accusations of racism to do anything about it. In all, Britain is sleepwalking into a ghettoized society where free expression and British values are diluted, where Sharia law, the Islamist mob, and anti-Semites take over communities. We need to overcome the fear of being labeled Islamophobic and speak truthfully. Braverman's comments came not only after the revelation that a parliamentary vote was in effect spiked due to a combination of concerns about terror attacks on members of the House and party political considerations, but as the counter-extremism system supposed to protect the UK comes under fresh criticism. Sir William Shawcross, a British government commissioner who conducted a review into the prevent counterterrorism strategy and found it wanting, warned this week his recommendations for improvement hadn't been acted upon and the public remains at risk. He said the government has published a report saying that they have made some of those changes that I asked for, that I proposed, but not enough, and that some of his key findings had not been acted upon. He also pointed out the heightened terror threat to Britain in the wake of the Hamas attack on Israel and said the UK's counterterror apparatus should pay much more attention to the Hamas support network. There are, unfortunately, quite a lot of Hamas sympathizers and some operatives in this country. Braverman also remarked on these failings, pointing out that again, accusations of racism had been used to destabilize the prevent program from protecting the British people. She said of the system, which is intended to identify potential future radicals and then de-radicalize them, that it has been labeled Islamophobic and racist. So you can't tell a terrorist to stop blow blowing people up because it's Islamophobic. In the main, it is set up to tackle the most dangerous terrorist ideology facing our country, Islamism. 
We need to get over our cultural timidity to refer budding Islamists where they are a threat into the program. The Conservative Party has, both in coalition and alone, governed the UK for approaching 14 years. While many of the issues now being urgently discussed by right-wing politicians have their roots long before this long period in power, they've generally been neglected, if not outright promoted, by the conservatives during the past decade, leaving criticism in many cases ringing hollow, which is exactly what the anti-Trump Republicans are doing to America. Those people that are against Trump are because they want this kind of nonsense in this nation. Now something interesting from Mongolia, and this is really interesting. You'll be on the end of your seat by the time I finish this. From Vatican News, Mongolian becomes the 52nd language in Vatican News family. Vatican News has added Mongolian to the coverage of Pope Francis's activities, and everybody just fell out of their seat. Unbelievable. <laughs> Daniel 12 Technology today from France 2.4. New AI video tool by maker of ChatGPT worries media creators. I've been on this AI thing for a while because it's so interesting. You probably heard about this, but if you didn't, it's very interesting. Um, I'll read it to you, and I think it'll probably cover everything. OpenAI said it was testing a text-to-video model. You speak, it makes a video. That simple. Called Sora that can allow users to create realistic videos with simple prompts. Sora can generate complex scenes with multiple characters, specific types of motion, and accurate details of the subject and background. What is certain is that no one expected such a technological leap forward in just a few weeks. It's unheard of. Video game creators are equally likely to be impacted by the new invention, with reaction among the sector divided between those open to embracing a new tool and those fearing it might replace them. You can get rid of all of the people out in Hollywood. They can just make a movie by talking. That's it. You can get rid of all the video developers out in California making these crazy videos. They'll do it now. Until now, it was easy enough to spot fake images. For example, by noticing the repetitive faces in the background, what this new software does seems to be on another level. While OpenAI and U.S. tech titans may promote safety tools, such as industry-wide watermarks that reveal AI-created imagery, what about tomorrow's competitors in Japan and Russia? The Fred and Farad Agency, which has collaborated with the Longchamp and Budweiser brands, and where a studio dedicated to AI was opened in early January, anticipates that 80% of brand content will be generated by AI. 80% of all people out there doing that right now are gone. Creative genius will no longer be limited by production skills thanks to generative AI tools. Stephanie Laporte, chief executive and founder of the OTTA Advertising and Influence Agency, believes the technology will force the industry to evolve or go extinct. She also anticipates ad companies with lean budgets will resort to AI tools to save money on workers. Okay, if I make a prompt and I say, I uh, want a church setting with people in the church and balloons flying all around their heads and dolphins jumping over them, it will do it. It just create it that quickly. It just make the video and come out and say, here you go. And you can change it, you know, save, change this, add in it, that quick. Unbelievable. Okay, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues noted in the book of Revelation. A plague just walked in the door. <laughs> From the Gateway Pundit, New Zealand politician who pushes for mass COVID vaccination 
dies suddenly after collapsing at a charity run. Zero Hedge. U.S. Vaccine Injury Compensation Program has a 10-year backlog of claims. That's people in the U.S. that made a claim that I was damaged by this 10-year backlog. Epic Times. CDC's recent long COVID study avoids identifying vaccination status of participants. So you got long COVID effects and they don't tell you if they were vaccinated or not. They won't let you know. MedPage Today. Shingrix. This is serious. Tied to higher risk of ophthalmic shingles recurrence. Patients with a history of herpes zoster ophthalmicus who get the vaccine need careful monitoring. I say this and this caught my eye because I've got a friend that lives in the UK and his wife got shingles and it can affect your eyes. And if you don't do something very quickly, you can lose your sight. And so she's better now, but this went on for a long time. So if you think that you have shingles, you need to make sure you have the eye part checked right away, okay? Just wanna let you know, this is something that's a problem and it's not going to go away. CBS, Florida defies CDC in measles outbreak, telling parents it's fine to send unvaccinated kids to school. From Slay, Canadian doctors admit COVID booster shot paralyzed a woman and they offer to euthanize her to make up for it. No kidding. No kidding. I'll say it again. Canadian doctors admit COVID booster shot paralyzed a woman, and they offer to euthanize her to make up for it. Morality is declining, like in the medical field. Okay, one thing, I said this two weeks ago, and a lot of people didn't think that I, or thought I was serious. I'm, the people in the church know I'm never serious, but I was saying, I'm having, I'm not able to sleep, and I'm not able to eat, and I want to sue over this issue. Remember me saying that? Yeah. So many people sent me emails, I know a lawyer, I know a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not going to sue over that issue. Yeah, hey, best day ever. Actually, the best day ever was this past week. Um, you know, when I cleaned 7-Eleven uh, this past week, somebody handed me a five and said, I want to give this to you as a tip. And I said, no, 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 I'm getting paid. He said, I know, but here. And then the next day I walked over and you know where you vacuum out your car by the road with that little machine? Uh, somebody had paid for it and all the change he left there for me, 91 cents. And I found a dime. So that's a dollar and 11. Then I got to church. This is Thursday. And I found another dime. So I got, a, what's that? A, uh, a, <laughs> Uh, oh, a dollar one, a dollar and 11 cents. Best day ever. Okay. All right. So here we go. Um, uh, I read that. I read that. And I read that. Okay. Morality is declining. From the post-millennial. California requires pharmacists to undergo DEI training. Pharmacists bashing straight white Christian males for license renewal. If you want to keep your license, you have to be told that you're a bad person if you're white. In one slide, pharmacists are forced to learn about the negative impacts of Western culture, current ways of being. The training claims that there is a dominant group in Western society. The definition of a dominant group is a societal group that has access to economic, social, political, and civic resources, which comes to be viewed as privileges over time. This is a societal group that turns that privilege over time into societal power. It then lists examples of privileged classes in the United States, which include men, white people, upper-class wealthy, heterosexual persons, cisgendered persons, U.S. citizens, able-bodied persons, Christians, 
and highly educated persons. If you are in any of those categories, you are the problem with the United States of America. And the pharmacists in California, when you come in to get your prescription, have your number, okay? On the next slide, pharmacists get to learn about systems of oppression and social identity dimensions. Pharmacists are then shown a chart that links health disparities to intersectionality. Furthermore, the training forces them to learn about the effects of colonialism and colonization on pre-colonial ways of being, which teaches about racism, whiteness, and the eraser of gender and sexual identities. From the Gateway Pundit. You have to laugh. If you didn't, you'd be crying. It's insane. Chicago Board of Education votes unanimously to remove resource officers from city schools. We got cops defending the schools and they voted unanimously to get them out of the schools. Now listen to this. Listen to one word in particular that I read you. We want to get the cops out of the school building so we can get the programs that we need. The board says the approximate $10 million budgeted for officers can now be redirected to programs that have a, here it is, holistic approach to safety school, school safety, holistic, like filling the children full of holes, right? Because they don't have anybody to defend them. Holistic. Where was this? Chicago, of course. Gateway Pundit. New York Elementary School hands out Black Lives Matter coloring book promoting transgender affirmation. Gateway Pundit. Disney's new X-Men 97 cartoon will feature non-binary character. The post-millennial. Trudeau sending another $3 billion to the Ukraine, including $4 million for gender and diversity. A country at war needs to know about gender and diversity. From the Gateway Pundit, U.S. aid offers $1.5 million, this is your tax dollars, to study gender and climate change in Pakistan. Salon, Mary Poppins, U.K. age rating raised to PG due to discriminatory language. Mary Poppins, they use the term Hottentot. And so now it's, it's in the same category where they have the F word, they have all the other bad words, which is PG in Britain, because they use the word Hottentot. That's like calling somebody a redneck. Oh, sorry. That's okay. That is okay. Uh, Gateway Pundit. Unless you're a black redneck, which we had some in our school. And, oh, I can't use that term anymore. So, oh, uh, Gateway Pundit. Fireworks erupt after Virginia Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears refers to transgender state senator as sir. She called him sir because he's a guy. And everybody blew up at her. From the post-millennial, New York bill would allow minors to consent to sex changes without parental awareness. That's a bill, a New York bill. Your child will now convert to be a different gender and you can't know about it. But if you give that child an aspirin, you can go to jail. Breitbart, UK armed forces allowing transgender personnel and female accommodations. That's UK military. Mail online. Canadian serial killer cannibal who murdered at least 26 women and fed them to his pigs is now eligible for parole, outraging stricken relatives of his victims. Parole for that guy. Other news. Mail online. Satellite capable of spying on anyone from space is set to launch in 2025. 
privacy experts are sounding the alarm on a new satellite capable of spying on your every move that is set to launch in 2025. It is so high quality, it can zoom in on people or license plates from space, raising concerns among experts that it will create a big brother is always watching scenario. Albedo claims, that's the company, the satellite won't have facial recognition software, but doesn't mention that it will refrain from imaging people or protecting people's privacy. So they're not going to put, you know, identity software in it now, but it can be uploaded later, I'm sure. Sure. Zero hedge. Supermarket scramble. Food spending's share of disposable income hits the highest level in three decades. A startling new report shows consumers spent 11.3% of their disposable income on food, the highest level since the early 1990s. If you look historically after periods of inflation, there really is no period you could point to where food prices go back down. What this means is that consumers should get used to spending higher percentage of disposable personal income on food in the era of failed Bidenomics. From The Guardian. Chicago scraps gunshot detection system because it's accused of racial bias. Community group says shot spotter system sends police to black and Latino neighborhoods for unnecessary and hostile encounters. It's a system that can detect anywhere in Chicago where a shot is and they send cops there. Well, it's racist. So they're getting rid of it. They're just going to let them kill each other now. That's the inevitable result of the stupidity of the Democrat Party of the United States of America. Little children with a holistic approach to life and dead Mexicans and blacks as far as the eye can see. That's all they care about. Death. The register. Vietnam to collect biometrics, even DNA, for new ID cards. Vietnam. Prime Minister Chin instructed the nation's Ministry of Public Security to collect the data in the form of iris scans, voice samples, and actual DNA. The ID cards are issued to anyone over the age of 14 in Vietnam and are optional for citizens between the ages of 6 and 14. The law allows recording of blood type among the DNA-related info that will be contained in a national database to be shared across agencies. As for how the info will be collected, the amendment states biometric info on DNA and voice is collected when voluntarily provided by the people or the agency conducting criminal proceedings or the agency managing the person to whom administrative measures are applied in the process of settling the case according to their functions and duties, whether to solicit assessment or collect biometric information on DNA People's voices are shared with identity management agencies for updating and adjusting to the identity database. Vietnam's future identity cards will incorporate the functions of health insurance cards, social insurance books, driver's licenses, birth certificates, and marriage certificates. Vietnam's physical ID cards will change as a result of these measures. I would think so. They will no longer contain fingerprints, but there will be a QR code linked to a mass of identifying data. Chairman of the National Defense and Security Committee, Toy, has expressed the belief that a person's iris is suitable for ID as it does not change over time and would serve as a basis for authenticating an identity. The iris, the right eye or the... Uh, yeah, the forehead or the right hand. Right hand or forehead. Revelation. 
He's looking at somebody doing something right there. And I said this years ago, right hand, they've got the veins that they're doing because fingerprints aren't trustworthy. You have a vein scan, they can tell exactly who you are, right? Right eye, iris scan, right hand or forehead. And Vietnam is bringing it out right now. Newsmax, fingerprints obtainable from, you're not going to believe this when I say it, from screen swipe sound. Researchers reportedly discovered a new side channel attack that can swipe someone's fingerprints from sounds made when a finger swipes across a touchscreen. Tom's Hardware reported that researchers from institutions in China and the U.S. outlined in an innovative attack targeting biometric security in a paper titled Print Listener, uncovering the vulnerability of fingerprint authentication via the finger friction sound. The attack uses the audio characteristics of a finger gliding across a touchscreen to infer attributes of the fingerprint pattern. Through testing, the scientists claim they can successfully extract up to 27.9% of partial fingerprints and 9.3% of complete fingerprints within five tries at the highest security false acceptance rate of 0.01%. According to the report, finger-swiping friction sounds can be captured by attackers online with a high possibility. The sound comes from the use of popular apps like Discord, Skype, WeChat, FaceTime, and others. According to the researchers, Print Listener underwent extensive real-world experiments and can reportedly enable successful partial fingerprint attacks in over one in four cases and complete fingerprint attacks in approximately one in 10 cases, simply listening when you go onto Facebook. So that's why you can't use a fingerprint anymore for identification. You need to have an iris or a vein scan. And that's, I said this years ago, and that's what's happening. This is not trustworthy. Zero Hedge, Millet from Argentina. Millet secures Argentina's first surplus budget since 2012, after only one month in office. You want to have the right people in charge, they will make the right decisions. Mail Online, Yale reinstitutes standardized tests for admissions. Oh, I guess their their agenda didn't work out. Mail Online, fed up Toronto residents are hiding their cars in secret locations. Patrolled by guard dogs after car theft soared 150% in six years with Justin Trudeau's woke bail and sentencing rules blamed for encouraging thieves. Zero Hedge. The longer Biden's pause on LNG projects goes on, the better it is for Russia. Russia. Gateway Pundit. Politico reporter on MSNBC frets that Christian nationalists believe Americans' rights come from God not from the government. Right on MSNBC. Yes, we do. Mail online. Okay, I'm not saying this to attract people to come here because we have enough traffic already. Okay, so please, if you hear this, don't come. But until May, then you can come. Here we go. Mail online. The best beaches in the world for 2024 ranked by TripAdvisor. This is in the whole world. With Portugal home to the winner, Australia and Florida making the top 10 Siesta Beach, number nine. Mail Online, America's, America's best beaches revealed, Siesta Beach, 
Number two. Please don't come. Okay. <laughs> Who said it? Losing, cheating, and mediocrity are easy. Stay away from easy. I've never heard of him. Scott Alexander. Just stay away from easy, okay? Don't be a loser. Don't cheat. And don't be a mediocre person. They're easy. Don't do that. Okay, I got a lesser cure for you, and I'm going to see if you can figure out what, I think it's Kathy, what Kathy is talking about. A line says that life is a beach. Charlie's got one that's easily in reach. Siesta Key hits the lists. Almost best that exits. Seems it might be a great place to preach. Actually, the first time we ever had church on the beach was at Siesta Beach. And it was so packed and gross that we moved down to Turtle Beach for years. Okay. All right. Something happy. Something happy. Uh, We love Sarasota. We love Siesta Beach. Please don't come. There. That's something to cheer you up. (laughs) Okay. I got a couple of irony and we'll be done. From the Toronto Sun. Um, Let's see here. Canada's Biden. Trudeau says Russia must win the war in embarrassing gaffe. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Freudian slip. Freudian slip. That's right. Okay, now the next one you have to remember what we've talked about for the past 10 years. And once you remember that, you'll laugh. From the Times of Israel. White House accuses House Speaker of helping Iran in latest Ukraine aid push. He's done nothing but help them for the past four years and Obama for eight years before that. Didn't they give him a couple billion dollars? They gave him lots and lots and lots, such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the Week.